It's May 29th, 2019. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we got Chalmer Lowe. He's here to tell us about the upcoming Pi Night and Python programming competition. Then we'll have Millie James, Amber Tebow, and Zach Knoll from Mana Up. And they're going to give us a preview of what is happening with their Cohort 3 Summer Showcase. Now, I'm happy to have Chalmer back on the show, and he's here to tell us about this special event coming up. And pretty much for anybody who's interested in Python, and you don't have to be a Python expert, but Chalmer, what's going on with Pi Night? Glad to be here, Bird. Thanks uh, for having me on. So Pi Hawaii is going to be hosting a Python programming competition. This competition will be on the 31st of May. It's going to be at the iLab at UH Minot. It's open to the public. Um, the competition itself is run on a platform that's been created by a company called Booz Allen Hamilton. Mm-hmm. We use this platform to do internal training for our staff, and, and we use it to do things like public service types of uh, community events like this one. Um, and it's being hosted by Pi Hawaii, which is the local Python meetup that uh, I founded and I helped co-run here on, on the island. Yeah, I know. You've been doing that for, what, four years? Yep, about four years. How many How many uh, Python events, well, uh, devotees do you now have? So the numbers on meetup are a little a little weird, but uh, right now there's about 1,100 people in the, mm-hmm. in the meetup list. Um, we have events about twice a month, just kind of meetups. They're typically on Wednesday nights, first and third Wednesdays. And we also have about once a quarter a bigger event. Um, this is one of those types of bigger events. Now, this event that's coming up, this is the uh, competition. <clears throat> Whenever I hear the word competition, I'm thinking you got all the, all the um, top-notch programmers that are going to come and they're going to apply their skill to this competition. But I... I I took note of the fact that you said it's not you don't have to have experience in in programming to be a part of this competition. How do you compete if you don't have any programming skill? Sure thing. Good question. Um, this is a learning opportunity. We have about forty to fifty different puzzles, mm-hmm. and some of them are easy, some of them are beginner, some of them are intermediate, and some of them are very hard puzzles to solve. And so you have a, a limited number of you know. A limited amount of time to do these puzzles. The more puzzles you solve, the more points you get. And so some folks are going to be very successful, and they're going to solve lots of them, and they're going to get a lot of points. But even folks who are pretty new to the, the topic of programming can come, start tackling the easy problems or the beginner problems, and get as far as they can. And mm-hmm. they can see how their, their skills um, measure up and... We're going to have mentors in the room who can walk around and answer questions about particular problems, maybe nudge people in the right direction um, for folks who are just there to kind of learn. And then the folks who are actively competing and that they're at the top of the leaderboard, if you will, uh, those folks are just going to go at it. Well, I know that you have always had the uh, uh, meetups open to anybody mm-hmm. with, with whatever skill set they had for wanting to get into programming. and. You know, over the course of the four years, have you seen, let's say, the the new people coming in sort of advance through the kinds of, uh, you know, let's say, challenges that they face with with the programming? And then do you continue to see new people coming in along those four years? So absolutely. 
we started out with zero people on mm-hmm. Meetup, and we're at 1,100 or, or so now. We, we get new members every single week. Um, the members that have been coming regularly, their skills have been growing. Some of those folks have uh, you know, now become mentors at Pi Hawaii, and they're helping the new folks who are coming in. Uh, I get notes or emails from folks to say, hey, we learned some certain things and, and you know, we're looking at new possibilities for our careers, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so myself and what we'll call the organizing committee of Pi Hawaii, we're actively looking at how can we take learning opportunities, put them in the hands of people and do it for free because all of this we do is, is a volunteer effort um, so people can change their lives, hopefully, and – help grow the community of, of technologists here in Hawaii. That's really good. So, you know, you have this uh, coming up on the 31st, and it's over at the iLab. Is there some place that they need to go to sign up for this? Absolutely. If you need more information about the details, the times, if you want to put in RSVP, mm-hmm. you can go to meetup.com, and if you search for Pi Hawaii, Pi Hawaii is spelled P-Y-H-A-W-A-I-I. Um, and PYs for Python. Mm-hmm. Now, there is also something coming up on the 5th of June, and this is kind of a special event. Uh, I know it's being billed as Chalmers' last lecture. Can you give us a little teaser as to what's happening Sure there? thing. So um, for personal reasons, mm-hmm. uh, I need to relocate, and I'm going to be moving off island. And one of the things that I've been thinking about for a long time now is what can I do to – what can I leave behind, if you will? And so we're going to host my last lecture. It will be the 5th of June. It will be part of the regular Pi Hawaii meetup. And I'll do about a 45-minute tech demo, tech talk, teach people some things about Python and how to program. I'll leave some, uh, some thoughts and ideas behind for folks who are trying to get into technology, some tips and hints and tricks about mm-hmm. how, to, how to continue <coughs> learning. And then we're going to host a social event, and we're going to have open to the public – People that I know, people uh, that might want to stop by and meet other technologists or say goodbye to me, whatever, uh, we're going to have a chance to, to just have some fun that night. I'm going to be uh, uh, sad to see you go, and I'm definitely going to miss you. Now, where is this going to take place, uh, the one on the 5th? The one on the 5th is going to be at a location TBD. Oh, uh, We're okay. working on the venue. Okay. It is all going to be posted on meetup.com at okay. Pi Hawaii. And so people can RSVP there. So we have some some numbers. At both of these events, we're going to have food. We're going to have some some sodas and things. So people can uh, come spend time with us and just enjoy and and meet up with us. Well, you've done a lot of great work here in Hawaii. And I'm going to – I appreciate all you've done. And and I'm going to miss you, you know, as you move on to your next chapter. But uh, I'll keep in touch because I know where you are in social (laughs) media. Awesome. And I'll put the show notes, I mean, I'll put the uh, meetup up on the show notes for later on tonight. Thanks, Chalmer, for joining us. I appreciate the chance to be here. Thank you so much. And, of course, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Millie James, Amber Tebow, and Zach Noll. And this is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Ekahi Health, Ulupono Initiative, and Impact Hub Honolulu Co-working. I love public radio because it makes me laugh, it makes me cry, it makes me think, it makes me squirm. It just is a wonderful thing for me, and I love being there in that space. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. 
Radio with Vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us here in the studio, we got Millie James and a couple of the companies from Cohort 3. We have Amber Tebow, and she's from Coco Moon, and Zach Knoll from Hawaiian. Hi. Hawaiian. Yes, like it is. You Thank like you for having us. And, of course, uh, they're here. They're going to tell us about their companies and how they're preparing for the Summer Showcase. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks, Bert. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Now, I will give Amber the chance to tell us a little bit about her company because, you know, I got Zach came on at the beginning of the cohort uh, and, and he got to share a little bit about the, what Hawaiian does. But, Amber, so what is, what is Coco Moon? Sure. So, Coco Moon um, is a baby blanket company, basically. So, we make buttery soft baby essentials. Um, I was born and raised on the island of Maui. Mm-hmm. Um, and shortly after becoming a mother, I just really didn't see anything in the market that really fit with our family and the Hawaii lifestyle. Um, so, that was kind of the genesis of the idea behind Coco Moon. Um, we started with swaddle blankets, um, and we've since grown to full collection, including clothing, hooded towels, different types of blankets, um, and even some items for the moms, including robes and throw blankets. And so, you know, when I, I felt one of the materials that you had, and it was very buttery. Can you, <laughs> what kind of material is that? Sure. So everything we use has a blend of bamboo fabrics in it. So our swaddle blankets use a blend of bamboo and cotton, um, and our clothes and our robes actually use a blend of bamboo and spandex. Mm -hmm. And Zach, I mean, you know, maybe there might be a few people that had had missed the earlier show, but tell us what Hawaiian does. So Hawaiian is an eco-friendly, all-natural rubber slipper, and we are inspired by Hawaii. And we're based out of Hawaii, And it's something that's very important to us to have the roots here, Mm -hmm. to tell the story of what we do and how we do it from everything to the colors, to the design, to the patterns. Everything has a significance to Hawaii. And Mele, you know, um, the cohort three was uh, how long of a period of time that you had them together? The cohorts are always 12 weeks. Oh, 12 weeks. So they just finished cohort three, and this is the culmination, and this is their showcase and demo day. Well, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to get them to tell us a little bit about what their experience was like going through the the cohort. But before I get to ask them that, I mean, was there there something that um, this cohort perhaps differed or stood out, or how did it, you know, how was this group perhaps different from previous groups? Yeah, so just to share what Mana Up is, we are a product-based accelerator. Mm-hmm. We are an economic development initiative helping to create the next 100 product companies headquartered in Hawaii, earning $10 million or more in annual revenue. So we solely work with CPG products, consumer packaged goods, in the retail value at food space or health and beauty. Mm-hmm. So with our all of our cohorts, they've all had kind of different themes. Um, I'd say for this one, we had a really nice mix of both retail and food products. What was really neat, though, was the fact that six of our companies were neighbor island, um, five from the big island, one from Kauai, which was which was awesome because Hawaiian Airlines has been such a great supporter of Mana Up and really being a statewide initiative and a statewide resource that many companies from all over the state can actually participate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we've just loved this cohort. Um, I feel like every time you, you have a cohort, you feel like, oh, they couldn't get any better. And then every time we have another cohort, they're like, we just fall in love all over again. So it's it's been really great for the past year and a half. We've got 31 companies in our portfolio. 
um, 17 of which are female CEOs, 14 of which are Native Hawaiian owners, and 13 of which are family-run businesses. So it's just an incredibly diverse group of people coming through our program. No, I know. You've done a great job. And I I'll always enjoy the uh, when you first kick it off and you have this sort of introductory session with all the uh, companies. It's always fun to kind of meet them and, then, of course, get to see them at the, at the showcase. And you like the tastings too, Bert. That's probably the top of the list. <laughs> Free stuff is also good too, Zach. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Absolutely. Got so, you. So, um, Amber, you know, <clears throat> you were, you've been around for four years. I mean, I, I kind of want to f- get your sense of why you wanted to go through a Mana Up Accelerator in the first place. So, I'm actually the only person that really works in my company full time. So one of the biggest motivators for me was just getting access to a network of other entrepreneurs and also the resources that Mana Up was bringing to us. So on the one hand, um, I was able to bounce ideas off of people, get feedback and kind of hear what other people are challenged by and how they've overcome that, which Mm -hmm. has been really helpful to me. And then on the other hand, the network and exposure to different softwares or techniques or strategies that Mana Up has presented us with has been great as well. Um, and as I got Kokomoon up to this point, um, I really felt like I needed help to get to the next level. And so it was actually pretty serendipitous that Mana Up contacted me right before, um, right when they were taking applications for the cohort because it was just perfect timing. Um, and it was something that I wanted to do but wasn't quite sure how to get over that hump. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've really helped with that. So, so <clears throat> Millie, how does a company actually get your attention. I mean, and they can apply. You, you you, obviously are out there scoping it out. You're kind of checking out what the, you know, all the sort of Hawaii branded companies are doing. I mean, what's, the, what's the secret sauce to actually get your attention? Well, I can't share the secret sauce and it wouldn't be a secret. Oh, burn. come on, man. You got to break some interesting news here. I'd say, you know, we have a rolling application, so it's always open mm-hmm, and it's on our mm-hmm, website. Mm-hmm. We have very specific criteria for our companies. One, they have to be headquartered here. Two, they have to be elevating the brand of Hawaii in some way. Three, of course, a consumer packaged good. And four, they have to have certain revenue minimums. So they need to be at a certain level. But there's a, quite a bit of actual applicants that come through the door once your next, let's say, cohort four. I mean, you probably get a several hundred applicants. We get about 75 to 85 per cohort. Mm-hmm. And we do about 30 interviews, and then we select 10 companies. So, Zach, uh, you know, when we talked earlier, uh, you've um, started, I mean, you, you're a professional surf photographer and, you know, sort of also an entrepreneur doing a number of different kinds of companies. And it was interesting that you got into the sort of the rubber slipper business. What did you want to try to achieve going through the cohort? Absolutely. And, you know, my background is not business. It's not the marketing, but it's the creativity. And that's where, like, I needed the foundation that Mana Up was able to provide me and for me to, like, learn. I, I felt like I was going back to school. But I loved it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's every Tuesday. It's from 1 to 6. And it's like I was looking forward to it. I'd come out of there with my head spinning. And I was like I learned so much about running a business, about this, about that. And to me, that was so valuable. That's something you'd have to go to night school. You'd have to go do this. You'd have to take this online course. And we were able to be with like-minded people in such a great environment that – it was great to learn. We all fed off each other and it was all so well curated that everyone enhanced and complemented each other. So I, I like the idea of curation. How, Melly, this is your question. So how does, how does the cohort uh, and you create this environment for interaction that 
kind of harmonizes with what would appear from the outside very different companies. Yeah, so I mean, they're all like they're all at a certain revenue minimum, so they're ready to scale and they have to want to. One big thing is, and this may be the secret sauce partially, is mm-hmm. we have to really like the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, there's certain basics around hustle and can you execute, but it really is about that kind of trust and liking the people that we're working with, and that creates this real family dynamic and trust that not only is part of our team as well as our companies, but with each other. Um, everyone gets close very quickly. We have you know workshops every week. We've got office hours. We've got things happening all the time. But what's really been a way to to really get the companies together is we always have Pauhana after we have workshops, which, you know, as much as we love beer and wine, it's really for them to get to know each other. There's been some neat collaborations that have happened Mm -hmm. through the friendships, um, even different cohorts getting together. Um, And we find that, you know, it's entrepreneurship is a very lonely thing. And as Amber was saying earlier, you know, it's it's. It's amazing to be able to connect with like-minded individuals and really see that kind of magic that can happen when smart people all get into the same room. Very good. So, Amber, you know, in terms of uh, some of the most memorable experiences coming out of, uh, you know, this this uh, latest cohort, I mean, can you point to something that might have really helped to catalyze something or spark something uh, as a result of, you know, going through the accelerator? Well, I think in terms of the most practical takeaway for me was when they had a Shopify expert come Mm -hmm. um, and really get into the nitty gritty of how to take our online e-commerce sites to the next level. Um, But apart from that, in terms of kind of general inspiration, when we had um, the CEO of King's Hawaiian Sweetbread come and present to us and really walk us through the family history of really starting from nothing and now all that they've become, um, that was really inspiring Mm -hmm. to see just how how many challenges they went through, but how they took it in stride and really keep kept taking these repeated leaps of faith. Um, and it was just, cause that's kind of what we're doing day in and day out is like just trusting ourselves and taking those leaps. So it was really neat to see how that paid off for them. And Zach, I mean, what were some of the key kind of moments of uh, realization that you had during this, this uh, uh, cohort? Well, I really liked learning a little bit more of like managing the business because that's something... I didn't excel in and to be able to like you have people dependent on you and so to be able to go through this and really understand what very successful businesses from King's Hawaiian to Hawaiian hosts and see what it took for them and the triumphs and failures and everything in between that they went through it's all normal and you're not alone and sometimes it really feels like you're alone when you're in the process of creating and running a business even those guys at tens of millions of dollars still have problems where you're like, oh, yeah. But to be able to see that you're not alone in that and to be able to connect, to hear their stories, um, it's really inspiring to keep you going. You know, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, your sort of preparation for what is coming up, which is the uh, summer showcase. And, and you know, whether... I guess, I don't know, going through the, the 12 weeks, was it to culminate the, the pitch? I mean, what is it that you're going to actually bring all together as a result of the showcase? But I want to hold that thought. We'll be right back on this short break to continue our conversation with both Melly James, Amber Table, and Zach Knoll. And, of course, we're talking about Monop and the summer, summer showcase that's coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. Okay. And, of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors the Rice Partnership, Kaiser Permanente, and PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to Melly James, Amber Thibault, and Zach Knoll. And we're talking about uh, going through the Cohort 3 for Mana Up and, of course, uh, preparing for the Summer Showcase. And, of course, right before the break, you folks were sort of expressing some of the things that you you learn along the way uh, going through this sort of 12-week. Now, when you are now thinking of preparing for the, I don't know, whether it's the, the final exam or the final preparation of the, you know, the delivery, is it? Is it a pitch? I mean, what is it that you're now preparing for at the sh- summer showcase? I mean, it's all coming together, but what is it? I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of. I've been to previous ones. They were pitches for the most part, but you've already your, your companies are already going right. So they're, you know, you don't have to. I don't know if you're wanting to get more money or what. You know, so Amber, what are you what are you going to the sh- summer showcase to actually do? So I think the main thing for us is really to just gain exposure for our brand. So we're not out there pitching for investment necessarily, mm-hmm. but we really want people to fall further in love with our brand if they're already familiar with it or be introduced to it for the first time um, and become a diehard fan from day one. So we've been preparing a pitch, a three-minute pitch, practicing over and over and over, writing it again and again and again, getting it perfect. I'm definitely a little bit terrified, but I'm going to be ready um, and then, of course, presenting all of our products as well. You know, I'm not going to put you on the spot to you know have you do the pitch right now, but <laughs> I, I do want to ask you if you want people to fall in love with your product in three minutes. Can you give me a little teaser? Like, what would what would that entail? Well, I'm going to share just a little bit about my story and where I was in my life almost four years ago, Mm -hmm. or actually it was almost six years ago when I first got the idea, and the process that it took to get here, and also how why families have fallen in love with it, the stories of families that can't live without their cocoa moon. You know, there was one mother who unfortunately her son had a health emergency and had to be medevaced from Maui to Oahu. And the only thing she grabbed as she rushed out the door was her son's cocoa moon blankie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so stories like those um, to really help people understand what the connection is to the brand. Oh, I love it. Zach, I mean, so yeah, what are you going to do to take advantage of the summer showcase and bring people's attention to Hawaiian. Absolutely. And to me, what I feel, you know, as retail shifts and change, you really have to create an experience. And so what we're going to be creating at the event is actually doing a live, like kind of art show. And kind of we brought we're bringing in a very famous artist and we have a collaboration collection with him and he's going to be doing live art. And to me, retail experiences, if you can create the experience, that's what's going to be a, a lasting impression on the consumer. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to create a fan of the brand in a further way than just showing this product or this product for us. And to be able to tell the true story and why and immerse them in that, that's where the longevity will be. So, Millie, I just heard a couple of different approaches to how uh, each company will present them, you know, their products at the Summer Showcase. So what have you done to 
advise them in terms of how to take advantage of being on stage. Uh, one is going to sound, sound like a, a, a story, which is great. I, I love the connection with the story, and yours is more of a kind of a, a demonstration of, of, of the creativity. So, Melia, I mean, what is it that you consult with them to actually advise them to take advantage of this? Yeah, so all of our companies are in different stages mm-hmm. and have different challenges, which is you know, you know part of our program. They can, they're all having different scaling challenges, whether that's in packaging, manufacturing, narrative, finance, whatever that is. Um, but also, how are they going to take advantage of the three minutes? It is a three-minute mm-hmm. pitch. Right. Um, they're not all raising money. Some of them are. Um, but taking advantage and having an ask at the end of the pitch. Maybe some of them are hiring or they're looking for additional retail locations. Whatever those things are, the, the biggest piece is the story. Mm-hmm. And that's a major part of our program is how do we help our companies really flesh out their narrative and create easy points for people to fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. As you think about packaging and that very precious real estate that you have when people are looking at your product, what are those key pieces of information? What is that story that's going to help people fall in love and want to buy you time and time? again. Mm-hmm. So the pitch is a big piece. The marketplace is the other big piece. So five to six o'clock are the pitches and then the marketplace opens. We have 28 of our 31 companies in the marketplace. Of course, our 10 are our big features, the 10 graduating. And that's a really great way to meet the entrepreneurs, uh, touch and feel the products, buy the products, taste some of the products. And what Zach was talking about earlier with this experiential piece, they're bringing in a really famous artist. They're actually launching this slipper line at the event. So this will be the first time the public can get access to these slippers. And Zach is, you know, very modest. You know, he's such a big time surf photographer. That's really where most people know his name. But he's also the co-founder of Hyen. And many of the Pantones for the colors for the slippers come from his photography. And they've got some great collaborations with Sig Zane and some other local designers as well as Japanese designers. Um, and it's just really exciting to see a company like this really taking off. And of course, Amber's company has been going really well for so long, and I'm just totally obsessed with the buttery soft everything. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a robe soon. <laughs> so Amber, I mean, if there's anything that you might start to do now that you've kind of almost graduated from Mana Up, what would that be? Well, there's so many takeaways from the program. And as you know, we meet weekly and we're just inundated with information. Mm -hmm. So I have literally pages of to-dos that have come out of the workshops. So now my job really is to tackle those. One of my biggest projects, as Melly mentioned, is is my packaging, just because it's such a a crucial piece of the retail experience. So that's going to be a big focus for us Mm -hmm. over the next few weeks. And Zach, I mean, what what is uh, your sort of biggest takeaway and, 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 and what are you going to actually do in the coming, let's say, uh, next three months? Well, through Mana Up, we were introduced to Shopify more extensively. Mm-hmm. We now have a pro relationship and a lot more information. And so really upping our online game and creating something that's a lot stronger and can be a lot more profitable for the brand. And growing that is something that we're very focused on. You know, Melia, you know, your your um, program has, I, I was telling Zach, I mean, it's gotten to become like an extravaganza. But the other thing that I think is really cool is that you keep in touch with the companies along the way. So it's not like 10, 10, 10. It's like 10, 20, 30. So what do you expect to kind of continue to do with both uh, Amber and Zach's company? So we're very much in touch with all of our alumni companies. Um, a big piece is the retail relationships that we open um, for the, a lot of the companies, as well as you know a lot of the curated mentor introductions we create. So 
they both have the challenges that they have ahead as well as growth strategies. Um, I think for both the companies, there was a lot of organic growth early on, and now we need to move into more strategic growth. So through the relationships that we've um, introduced them to, we will be continuing to work with them. So where can people sign up for uh, the showcase? Yeah, so it's June 6th, Thursday, coming up next week at DFS, which is one of Manaup's uh, founding partners. And you can sign up at manauphawaii.com. Very good. I'll put that up on our show notes. Mena James is the co-founder of Mana Up. Amber Tebow is with Coco Moon. And Zach Knoll is with Hawaiian. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, thank you very much. Thank you. And of course, thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we will have an update on unmanned aerial systems and drone day coming up over at the University of Hawaii. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime on the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. This you-